We're thankful to be here this morning. Uh, thankful for the kids' choir. And, uh, we're especially thankful for uh, Barry. We're thankful for a church that, are, that will labor for its people. Um, uh, I know one day my boys are uh, going to be called as long as time stands, and uh, I'm glad that I'm taking them to a church that will labor for them when it's time. And uh, I hope that someone's here this morning that uh, is lost and undone, that they'll uh, come to the altar this morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I'm just I'm nervous as, as, as can be this morning. But I'm excited for this service, and I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for us. But uh, we'll just ask uh, Brother Sean to pray us in a dismissal this morning. already been a blessing to be in God's house this morning. Uh, it was a blessing to me to see Ronnie and Jewel walk in and Tom Lease. That tickled me to death. We appreciate them being able to be here and, every, and everybody else too. Uh, used to back a few years ago I, I'd get up to teach. If there was a big crowd, it, it bothered me bad. And, uh, and I don't know, it might now a little bit, but I, I finally come to the conclusion that if I had something worthwhile to say, I wanted the whole world to hear it. And uh, it, it would tickle me to death if every seat in here was full. And the same way when we have church service. I wouldn't care if we had to put out chairs every time and had to build a house bigger. And uh, this, this, this work that we're doing, and I'm not necessarily just talking about Sunday school, I'm talking about the whole church. The work the church does is the most important work that's going on in the world today. And I know there's some important things going on but nothing more important than getting our people saved because that's eternity. Anyway, our lesson this morning is in the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, 
real good lesson if we if we get in it right god bless us and and he he already he already promised us that the only hint the only thing blocking that is is me and you if our hearts get where god wants them he's promised to open the windows of heaven and fill them up but anyway <clears throat> there this is in the sixth chapter of the book of matthew and it starts at the 20 this is, lesson starts at the 25th verse but there's a scripture in uh, in peter second peter first chapter this is a real familiar scripture but I wanted to read it before I started. The, the third verse in the first chapter <clears throat> said, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life, that pertain unto life and, and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And so he, he's already given us all things that pertain unto life. And that's down on the inside now. And he's given us a hope for this thing you're looking at. There's hope, there's hope of the body. And uh, uh, one of these days, all of us, if, if Jesus don't come back first, one of these days, every one of us is going to die. And we're going to be buried somewhere. But just as sure as we live and die, there's coming a resurrection. And, and if you've been saved by the grace of God, we've got a hope. The kids sing that song, we have a hope and his name is Jesus. And we've got a hope in Jesus that this... He's going to change our vile body and make it like unto his glorious one. That's a promise of God. And, uh, and he's not slack concerning his promises. What God promised, he'll do. Now, and, and there's some promises in this lesson this morning. And uh, there, there's a scripture in, in the 12th chapter of the book of Romans. Uh, Now, the Philippians, when I want to read Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. My God will supply all your need. That's a definite promise. He'll give us what we need. Now, He's made us that promise. But I, I, was, I was considering that this morning, and it ain't all the time that I'm in shape to receive what he's given. Uh, he's, uh, well, I, I just use Terry for an example. I do that all the time anyway, but God called him to preach. And I know he studies a lot, 
and has to. That's a great big job, great big responsibility. By the same token, I, I believe it. every lay member, every person, every person that's been saved by the grace of God ought to feel just as much responsibility as Terry Brock does for his job. And uh, uh, a lot of times, most of the time, we don't do that. I'm bad. And we was talking, we we had a meeting yesterday morning, we was talking, and, and I said something about when I was ordained, it made a difference in the way I, uh, way I felt about the church and, and doing my job and so on. I felt more responsibility. And really, that responsibility should have been there and, and was to some extent, should have been there all the time. Whether, whether I had a job to do or whether I didn't, it, whether... Whether I teach Sunday school or somebody else does, I ought to feel just as much responsibility for this job if, if Blaine's teaching and pray for him just hard as I can. And I do. I try. But uh, the work of God is important regardless. And God's made us some promises, and he'll keep his side. He told me, where, he said, where two or three will come together in my name, there I am in the midst. If we come in anybody else's name or any, for any other reason, he ain't going to show up till we get our heart right. I hope everybody understands that. If if I'm coming to church just to just to visit, and, and nothing wrong with nothing wrong with fellowship, that's great. Nothing at all wrong with it. But if that's all I'm coming for, that's all I'll get. So we need to, we need to come to church when we come in the name of the Lord. And. Uh, Sometimes, sometimes this flesh gets in the way and we have problems. But anyway, therefore I say, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Take no thought. Now he ain't. There's a scripture, and I thought of this when I read this lesson. In in First Timothy, the fifth chapter, said, "But if if any, that's talking about us. If any, provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house." He hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. And, and God, God told Adam, 
when he put him out of the garden, said, you're going to earn your living by the sweat of your brow. And then when he gave the commandments, he said, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the Sabbath day is a day of rest. So God, he wasn't saying, you just go home, sit on your couch, and I'll, I'll pour out the beans and taters and so on, and you won't have to do nothing to get them. Anything, if I, if, and, and God blessed me all my life to have, a, most of the time, have a real good job. But that's a blessing from God. When every, everything that we have, every good and every perfect gift come down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every blessing, every blessing we've ever received come, was, was a handout from God, if you want to say it that way. He said he'd take care of us, and he will. Now, just a thought to consider. I believe, and, and a lot of this is conjecture because we don't have much to, a lot to go on, but uh, if you remember the rich man and Lazarus, Lazarus was a saved man. And the Bible said he laid at the rich man's gate begging the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And no man gave to him. Now, God could have very easily just had somebody deliver some groceries to Lazarus' house if he had a house. But I believe, I believe this is this is one of the needs that God has supplied. It's, it's my need. First, in the first place, it was my need to get saved when I was a 15-year-old boy, and he provided what I needed. He sent the gospel to me and called me, and, it, and he saved me when I come to him. He provided that need. Now, ever since I've been saved, down in my soul, it's been a need for me to be a help to somebody that's, that's lost. To point them to Jesus. And sometimes, sometimes what we need to be able to point somebody to Jesus ain't what we think in here. It, you can listen, you can listen sometimes to some, some preachers, <clears throat> and they'll tell you, you live for the Lord, and it, it's going to be heaven here on earth. You're going to have everything you need, and your bank account will be full, and and everything would just be hunky-dory. Well, I don't know what world they live in. This ain't heaven. Now, there, there's heaven down in here. But man born a woman a few days and full of trouble. We're going to have problems as long as we live. We're going to get sick. Our people's going to die. We're going to have problems. But he, what Jesus said in our problem, he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. 
And did you ever have a real bad problem? And I know every one of us have. Did you ever have a real bad problem and Jesus show up and bless you real good some way or other and help you get through your problem? Those experiences are, are, are just like uh, Linda sings the song, a pockets full of diamonds and gold. That's, that's one of them treasures. And God's got a lot of them. He said he'd supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And when, you got, when you're in trouble, you've got a need. <clears throat> Anybody got a comment? Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. We can, we can depend on God. If we, have a, if we have any kind of problem, I don't care what it is, we can take it to God. And He can handle it. Now, uh, I was talking about Terry preaching and studying. Uh, if, if he'd get up, up here and pray and or at home and pray, whatever. Say, Lord, I need a, I need a message to preach this Sunday or whatever. And never open his Bible, and never read none, never study none. Chances are he wouldn't get nothing to preach on Sunday. Same way, same way with the teaching or the, whatever. If you got a lead prayer meeting, and. Uh, just whatever, whatever you try to do for God. If you just, you, first of all, depend on God. But then do, I believe God requires me to put everything I can into it. 100%. Uh, if I've got a lesson to teach I don't know nothing about, I can pray to God and He'll help me, but i got to study it. And there's a lot of them. I have lessons all the time. There's stuff in it I don't know about. But God can help us. He'll give us what we need if our heart's in the right place to receive it. Anybody got a comment? But the first, the first thing we do in any kind of problem Take it to Jesus. And most of the time, we as human beings, we want to work out our own problems. If something comes up, we'll, we'll try, like everything, to fix it ourselves. And then finally, we'll get to the place where we see we can't fix it, and then we'll start praying. And uh, I've heard people say, well, they should have prayed first. And that's right. I, but I believe God wants us to do all we can, but depend on Him. And He He said He'd supply all our needs according to His riches and glory. And if if I'm wanting, if I'm praying for somebody, I want I want to see get saved. And I there's some people coming here at this church that I've I've been praying for 
seemed like as long as I can remember. Some of, some of those guys, we used to have a softball team back when I was just probably in my 20s. And, and some of those guys was playing ball with us at that time. And I've been praying for them ever since then. And uh, <clears throat> somebody might say, well, your prayers ain't worth much. <laughs> and maybe sometimes they're not. But I'll, I'll tell you this, when my heart's where it ought to be, God hears me. And, uh, and I appreciate that. That's the mercies of God. That ain't, that ain't because I'm anything. That's because God promised me he'd hear me. And, uh, and when our hearts is right, he will. But that don't mean people's going to get saved just because I prayed for them or because you prayed for them. God will give them an opportunity. They, and they, got, to, they got to make that choice for themselves. God don't force anybody to get saved. And I think everybody here understands that. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. In other words, the natural things, God provided them to get us through this life. He, provide, he provides the food and the raiment so we can eat and have the strength to do our job for the Lord. And so we can put have clothes nice enough to wear to church. And if whatever you got, whatever God's blessed you with is nice enough to wear to church. I think we ought to dress the very best we can when we come to God's house. But that's that's not to impress people or impress anybody. I just I just think if I'm going if I'm going before a king then I ought to dress the part. And he's our king. And he's the God of the universe, the creator. And I ought, to, I ought to do the very best I can, naturally and spiritually both, when I'm trying to come before God. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. Don't worry about it. Depend on God. And guaranteed, if... if, if if we humble our lives, now, I believe, I was talking about Lazarus a while ago. And God, God could have set him up, done anything he wanted to with Lazarus, and he did. I believe God had Lazarus at the rich man's gate to be a witness to the rich man. He would have never been there if he hadn't got destitute and needed to beg for food. And a lot of times, a lot of times, our people get sick and are in the hospital. God put them there for a reason, to be a witness to somebody. I used to, back when I was young, you'd hear somebody, somebody that was saved would get something bad wrong with them. And you'd hear somebody say, I wonder what they've been into that God done that to them. And uh, they forgot about that scripture uh, where they, they asked Jesus, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? 
He said, neither one of them. He said, this is for the glory of God. And sometimes, sometimes people have problems that put them in the hospital and in different places. It's for the glory of God. If, if, we, can, if we can do like Job, and Job, Job's one of my heroes. If we can do like Job, and when he said, the Lord maketh and the Lord taketh away, and blessed be the name of the Lord. He lost everything he had, and he was a rich man. He had ten children, and they all got killed. And he had sores all over him. We're sitting in sackcloth and ashes and, and rubbing the sores. And he still said, the Lord maketh and the Lord taketh away, and blessed be the name of the Lord. And if, if, we get in, if we get in a bad situation and we're letting people know that we still praise God, it, it'll be a light to them. Just like Job, Job's a lot, been a light to me all my life. He said, I know in the 19th chapter of Job, one of my favorite scriptures. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand upon the earth in the latter day. And... That's the very thing that every one of us, we need to know that our Redeemer lives. That He lives in us. And it, it, in trouble, when God's blessing us real good, and we're way up on the mountain, we can shout and, and praise God and, and let people know that uh, we've been saved. And when we get down in the valley and things ain't going too good, we ought to be able to still do the same thing, let people know that there's a God in heaven that will save them. And that regardless, one of these days, one of these days, I said this before, every one of us is going to die if time stands. Something's going to get every one of us. I believe there's a scripture in the Bible that says something on the order, uh, there is a, there's a sickness unto death that need not to be prayed for. Something like that. I'm, I'm not sure about that quotation, but uh, you, can, you, can pray, you can pray for some things and, and seem like you, you don't go nowhere. You can't get a hold of nothing to pray with, and you can't pray without the Spirit. We can, we can say a lot of words and make a lot of noise, but if the Spirit ain't in it, you ain't prayed. And... Uh, And James said, you ask and have not because you ask amiss that you might consume it on your own lust. In other words, if something, something trivial that I, ain't, I don't really need, if I was asking God for it, uh, I'd just be wasting my breath. So, but God, God will supply all our, everything we need. Whatever I need to be able to reach somebody that God put me in this world to reach. And I, I, I firmly, I'm a firm believer in that. I believe God put us, everyone, in the place we're in to be able to reach somebody. I believe He put us in the jobs we have or the schools that we go to or whatever. 
whatever position we're in in the world, I believe God put us there for a reason. And if I follow, if I follow Him, I'll fulfill that reason. He'll, he'll, he'll supply my need to be in that position, and then He'll supply me with what I need to get a hold of the person that I need to get a hold of. It, even if sometimes maybe it's just to live right in front of people. I was, I was working one time uh, at Superior Coach. This has been seemed like a hundred years ago, but it's it's been a while. And uh, me and this guy that I worked with was drilling roofs for rivets in army the roofs of army trucks. And we we'd race. We had a jig set up across the roof, holes in it. Run them drills through it. And we we'd race to see who'd get done first. And one day he was he broke he broke his drill, and he stopped. He he come out with an oath and turned around, changing his drill. And then he turned back around and said, "Don't you never cuss?" I said, "No." He said, are you a Christian? I said, I try to be. He said, why didn't you tell me I wouldn't have been talking like that? And, uh, but, but now if, if we talk right and we walk right, somebody will notice. And I'm not trying to brag on me. I'm, I'm a big failure. But he noticed the way I talked. So we need to, the Bible said, I'll throw this in. It, this ain't part of the lesson, don't guess, but it said filthy communications corrupt good manners. Keep it, it shouldn't even be a part of our vocabulary. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? And God, God takes care of the birds. They, they don't gather into barns, but now God provides the food for them. But if they didn't go out and hunt for it, uh, they'd starve. And uh, God's provided for us too, but he expects us to do our little part. If, if he gives you a job to do, do it, and, and now I'm talking natural and spiritual both. The natural, the natural sustains the body and, and takes care of your family, and those things are necessary. But if God's give you a job to do in the church, there's a, there's a real need for that to be done. Regardless, we might think, we might think I'm, I'm pretty small, I, I don't count for much. What I say don't matter much. But if God gives it to you, it's for somebody. And it could have a real impact on somebody that needs to get saved. And I, I'll say this. <clears throat> God's blessed me before. And I hope everybody can understand what I'm saying. God's blessed me before when there wasn't nobody else involved but me and him. 
He just knew I needed something and he'd give it to me. And I, I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've been reading the Bible and run across a verse and, and he just opened the windows of heaven, fill me up, and I think, boy, I, I might be able to read that in prayer meeting or, or say something about that in Sunday school. When the time come, I didn't have it. It wasn't there. God gave that to me just for me. He knowed what I needed. So God takes care of the fowls of the air and he takes care of us. And if, if my bank account's empty and I got beans and cornbread, nothing else, I got what I need. Lazarus didn't have nothing, but he had what, what he needed to do his job for Jesus. And God knew, God knew what his plans were for Lazarus anyway. The Bible said that the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. He, he, got, rid, he got rid of his troubles on earth and, and went to heaven. And we don't know. We don't know how great heaven is. We, we see through a glass darkly. He said, I have not seen, ears, not heard, neither entered the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. And, and I don't believe that's just on the other side. I believe that's here in this service this morning. I believe God, God's got a plan for our, for our church service that if, if we would do our part completely, we'd have, we'd have the greatest hallelujah meeting you ever seen. I believe that's what God wants. And uh, when we get to where we want it and, and get in our place, I believe it'll be there. So he feeds the fowls of the air and, he, and he'll take care of us. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? We, we worry about stuff. And uh, I'm not I'm not real bad to, to worry, uh, but sometimes sometimes something will bother you, and you worry about it. And and, and worrying never did fix anything. It might get us. It might get us to the place sometimes where we can take it to God. And if we can talk to God about it, He can fix it. Or He can He can fix it so we don't worry about it. Sometimes sometimes things that we we want done is not in the will of God. And uh he can help us. He can help us to understand that, or to get through it. But we can't add. We can't add anything to our stature. 
we can do, do is use what God gives us. Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. God, if, if you travel around much, and most of us do some anymore, but, uh, God, God's made a beautiful world. And uh, he made it for us. He made it for us to enjoy while we live here. But I'll throw this in for what it's worth. That ain't our main purpose for being here. And I've said this over and over. Our main purpose as God's people is to reach the lost, point them to Jesus. So if I'm, if I'm worried all the time, if I'm worried all the time about whether I'm going to have any beans and cornbread or whatever, or, or clean clothes to wear to church, or if I'm worried all the time about those things, then I've got my mind off of the most important part. God already promised us he'd take care of those things. And he has. <clears throat> so it's up to me to, if he, if he does his part, then it's up to me to do my part. Or it's up to me to do my part first, sometimes. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So God, God's going to take care of us. And if, if, we end up, if we end up like Lazarus, destitute, it'll be for a purpose. But guaranteed, if you've been saved by the grace of God, whatever troubles we might run into in this life, we'll forget about when we get over on the other side. They'll be forgotten. And uh, I do think, though, and this is one of my thoughts in my head, I think that when I get to heaven, I can look back down Lima Missionary Baptist Church in 1956 on Sunday morning when God spoke peace to my soul, I believe I'll, I believe I'll be able to remember that just clear as I do right now, if not clearer. Ever, I believe everything that happens in the Spirit of God is eternal. And I believe, I believe we remember those things when we get to the other side. That's just one of my thoughts. But... It feels good. <clears throat> Anybody got anything? But I believe I believe everything that's depressing and causes us problems down here, all those things will be left behind. The biggest thing that causes me problems is this carcass you're looking at right here. 
I cause me more problems than anything else in the world. When I get up in the resurrection, all the, all the part of me that causes all the problems, and I don't understand all about that, but it'll be left in the grave. He's going to raise this thing. It's going to raise. It's go, there's going to be a resurrection. But it'll raise in the likeness of Christ and there won't be any evil or no bad or no sickness or no problem. Nothing. It'll be just as perfect as God is. <clears throat> and I'll say this for... I started to say, say this for what it's worth, but it's worth a whole lot. <clears throat> When, when I get up, whenever that time comes, we get up, we're all going to get up together. We're all going to heaven together. <coughs> and we won't stand in no judgment. That's, I, that Sunday morning I was talking about in 1956, I stood in, the in front of the judgment seat of Christ. And, and he, when I repented and come to him, he judged me worthy of eternal life right then in Jesus. And there can't, he, sealed, he sealed my soul with the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. There can't no sin get in there. Satan can't get back in there. He cast him out. He can't get back. So there's no sin can get down in there. And when I get up in the resurrection, we'll be perfect, both soul and body. There'll be nothing there to judge. All the sin will be gone. But if we sin willfully down here, we got a payday coming. And you can take that two different ways. If people turn God away, they got hell waiting on them. If we as God's people go against the will of God, we've got a payday coming. So we need, to, we need to walk just as close as we can. The thing of it is, I had a friend one time, and I'm, I'm going to tell this and I'm going to quit. I had, I've told it a bunch of times, uh, and everybody here knows, who, knows the guy, uh, Oakley Webb. We lived next door to one another. We were just teenagers. And uh, I'd been praying for him ever since I got saved. And uh, I don't know how old I was this time, but anyway, he seen me do something I shouldn't have done. And that worried me to death. So I, I, I thought for sure that I was... I was standing in his way getting saved. And I worked, I was working at General Motors in Defiance. And uh, we was having a revival over on Albert Street. And I don't remember who was preaching. But I've told this a bunch of times. That's the best revival I was ever in in my life. And I was working nights. 
But I, I worked off by myself. And when it got church time, I'd go, I had a big sand bin up over me. I'd go up on top of that sand bin and get on my knees and pray for the service. And when I come home at night, I'd ask my wife, who got saved? And one night, it was Oakley Webb. And that's probably one of the greatest blessings that God ever gave me. Because I figured sure I was standing in his way. So we need to be very careful how we conduct ourselves in front of our people. Well, you don't want to be standing in somebody's way.